Welcome to the first episode of Parents of the World podcast. We're your hosts, Michelle and Dingo. <laughs> we still consider ourselves new parents, I think,、um, because our children are so so young. Our oldest is almost four. He's turning four in April. It's a boy, and his name is Weilai. And our daughter is only fifteen months old.、Um, her name is Yana, and she's so sweet and cute. Yeah, and we just in the trenches of this whole new parents or just parenting and experience all the terrible two and three and four. Especially Weilai has so much personality and energy, and it was just deep in it. So the purpose of this podcast is just we're so tired of like debating in between gentle parenting, traditional parenting, because we know that there are so many parents out there are using so many different methods and are impacted by their childhood and their culture and everything, right? And there's just not black and white either gentle parenting or traditional parenting. We don't think. Well, at least I don't think there's one way or another. There can be a combination of things, and they can be impacted by different things. That's why we wanted to create this podcast, not to like educate people, because we're not like parenting experts,、yeah. but、uh, we just like to listen to other parents out there, like literally around the world, not just in the United States, not just in China,、uh, or anywhere. Particular, just to hear their story, their parenting journey, anything fun, interesting. You know, wanted to create a safe platform, unfiltered platform for parents just to share what they want to say, and even just to vent. Right. Yeah, I was about to say this is going to be a lot of bitching. That's what it's really going to be about. A lot of just, wow, he did that. And <laughs> are you experiencing something similar? Yeah, because you know there's just so many different struggles that each of one of us is experiencing. Your child can be at so many different, like at such a different stage of their life. It can be two, it can be five, it can be ten, right? It can be even seventeen, and we are definitely experiencing such a different experience. And either you're white, you're Asian, you're black, you're Hispanic, and I'm pretty sure that the cultural differences play a role there. Yeah, I was about to say cultural differences will definitely have a factor on how you raise your kids. Like, there isn't one size fit all parenting. I definitely don't believe in that. We go based off of circumstances around here. Like, we have two kids in this house, and they're on two different journeys here. <laughs> one likes the hard way. One likes the easy way. Stuff's gonna get done either way. It's just a matter of which road you choose. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into like what our children is like, I do want to ask my husband, you, like, what was your childhood like?、Oh. Like, what's your background like? I like you, you can introduce like your mix of you know two different. Cultural backgrounds and、sure. how you were raised. I mean, I'm half white and half Islander, so there's two different backgrounds there, two different ways of doing business.、Uh, white family is like most white families, you know. See you on Thanksgiving. 
respectful distances. Everybody does their own thing. A lot of people don't even live in the same side of the country. Uh, Islander side, we're all attached to the hip around here. <laughs> you know, you grow up with like your nephews being your little brothers and your nieces being your little sisters. And you just kind of grow up together as like one big melting pot family. So I prefer that style, by the way. That's the style I was raised in. Immersed in family, immersed in different personalities. My sister had a lot of kids, so we grew up together in one house, a lot of us. Um, so as far as that, how good my parents were, I don't want to make this take like three years of therapy here. They were good enough. <laughs> they were good enough parents. Definitely have faults. Definitely have some strengths. Damn, a lot of weaknesses, especially in today's standards, the way they like to grade on parents. But what I like to do is I like to try to keep in mind of the grand scheme of things. Like, okay, they might not be great at a lot of things that would make them bad parents today, but they kept food in the fridge. They kept the lights on. I knew I was loved. You checked the three big boxes, didn't you? <laughs> so they did the job, you know. My dad was very ambitious. All he wanted to do was like make money, even if it was more money than what we needed at the time, because my dad grew up poor. So because he grew up poor with holes in his pants, wearing the same pants three days a week, going to school in a cold Pennsylvania, he needed money. His validation in this world was going to come through material wealth. So he spent all his time chasing that. And I can't complain. I mean, I had some Jordans. I had nice houses. We had some good cars in the beginning. I would say the biggest complaint is because he's so business-oriented, though, he just continuously moves us. So you never set down roots anywhere, and you're always the new kid. So I always felt like a new inmate going into a prison pretty much my whole life. You know, don't mess with me. I'm not a normal new kid. I will mess with you. Let's all just keep a distance. <laughs> uh, mom. Mom was around. Mom has been um, a homemaker. Um, ambitious homemaker and everything but the job. <laughs> like she likes to cook and clean. Not really cook, actually. Just clean. She just cleans, 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 cleans. Doesn't stop. Um, outside of that, she likes to go down to Guam clubs host hula dancing. Um, she had a lot of side hobbies. So I was basically raised by the television. I was in front of the TV set watching movies and doing things on my own pretty much for three to seven hours a day. And you know what that would be in today's world. <laughs> so yeah, they're good parents. They got the job done. They keep you alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm here. I don't know about well adjusted, but I'm adjusted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, a little bit about me. <clears throat> I grew up in China. I have a very traditional, typical Chinese parents. Um, my parents are both doctors, so there are some like standard of education and expectations out there. But as a Chinese household or Chinese parents, they're actually pretty open-minded of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to become, but they, they kept their, um, open arms for me. Um, they were not too strict on my grades, unlike, you know, some of the typical Asian households, 
they just wanted me to be happy and um, just be, you know, be a good girl, which I did without too much of pushing. Um, just messing. <laughs> uh, well, I learned piano, I learned singing, I learned, learned to draw. Um, my strong suit was English um, because English is not my first language, but I always liked it that I always wanted to go to America. But now I'm here I am and living mm. my dream. Um, um, yeah, my parents, um, well, my mom is more strict than my dad in a way that she would whoop me <laughs> if I didn't do good, um, like piano lessons or sometimes, you know, like some of the circumstances, but they never really pushed me to the edge, never let me feel like I needed to become a certain way or someone to be happy or successful or make them happy. So I really appreciate that. And I have so much gratitude towards them. Um, they let me go to Africa when I was 19, which is crazy, um, bite myself for two months. And they were basically just trying to get rid of you. <laughs> well, get out of here. <laughs> just leave. Then, um, and they knew all along that I wanted to go to the United States and they supported me, um, through and through with, you know, not only financial and also, mentally and just like supporting me. Um, so I feel like from an Asian household perspective, I have a pretty open-minded Western in, uh, influenced parents, which um, actually let me to be more, even more driven and disciplined and didn't really need too much of, you know, like managing you know, because <laughs> I never really a uh, trouble child. I always had good grades and I went to college. I have a master's degree and I wouldn't be able to do any of that without their help. So kudos to my mom and dad all the way in China. God damn Shout it. out. Can you see the differences in the cultures already? <laughs> She's talking about how grateful she is. I'm over here doing a fucking sob story. <laughs> Welcome to America. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now going back to you, how different or similar was your mom and dad's parenting method in your in your opinion? Like, how was they? Mom was give me like some movies, mm -hmm. give me something that I wanted to do, and then I'm just going to be out of her way. And if she needs me, I'll know because she'll be yelling that she needs me. <laughs> And she's the kind of type that doesn't like to repeat things three times. She has a three times rule, mm -hmm. which I think is already too much. Honestly, like if you got it like that with your kids, it should just be like, <clears throat> you know, just one, you know, maybe twice. You know, if I got to say it three times, holy fuck, what were you doing? <laughs> so her rule was if she says it three times, the third time I'm going to get a spanking. That was her rule. So I guess I probably developed a, a fuse of <laughs> when I repeat things coming from my mom. So good job, mom. Once again, American bitching. <laughs> Dad. Uh, Dad's a very gentle guy. He's a gentle, soft, easygoing guy. Um, no depth. Like, no depth. Never found himself. Doesn't even believe in that shit. He said he never lost himself. So he has, <laughs> there's nothing to fucking find. <laughs> yeah, that's dad for you. Uh, dad, I didn't see him like very much. Like the only time I saw dad is when 
we were doing baseball or something he had an interest in. Um, if I wanted to hang out with my dad, I had to go with him on appointments because my dad was a salesman. So he would try to sell like home remodeling, room additions, and I would have to sit in the car for three hours, which is also frowned upon today as a kid, and wait for him to come out. And that would be our great adventures together was me going with him to work. <laughs> so uh, his parenting method is I do what I want. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's gentle. He is. He, no, he's really, he really is he's a, a good, good guy. Really good grandpa. Yeah, he's a good right grandpa. Now. Let me tell you something. He is a better grandpa. And the effort he puts in with the grandchildren than he ever did with me. Well, maybe he was trying to make it up to you, you know. You see, my dad didn't start off with my mom. My mom was married before my dad. So my mom had kids, you know, which are my sisters, my half sisters. And in the beginning of their relationship, my dad would take my mom and her kids everywhere, you know, trying to win her over, trying to win them over. So they did a lot. But when it came time for me to be born, uh, I don't know if they did too much or, <laughs> or what, but it was time to make some money. It was time to stop this madness and it was time to start focusing on three to four appointments a day for my dad where, you know, those appointments can run three to four hours each and he's just gone 12 to 15 hours of the day. And he's happy about it. He's happy-go-lucky about it. He loves being a salesman. He loves swinging that briefcase. He loves being in control of his own fate. And I hate salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Dad did a number. <laughs> he's a good guy. I agree. He's such a... Polar bear, you know, like always uh -huh. imagine him being, if there's any animal that resembles him the most, that would be the polar bear. Yeah, like the Coca-Cola commercial polar yeah. bear. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty easy going. Selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into your childhood quote-unquote trauma later on in the other episodes. But um, so what do you say that you agreed the most of what they did to you that you actually applied to Wayla and Yana? Damn. It's more like, like what not to do. Okay. That can, I was about to say, I got a completely different style than them. Uh, mm -hmm. what I would say that they did do was like, you know, just they handled the basics. I grew up decently adjusted knowing that I was loved and you know, when he had cash, he got me stuff. And then when business went sour, when everything does, you know, and uh, what does that happen? The bank, not the bankruptcy, that's a part of it, but also. The depression. Yeah. Yeah. When everybody was losing during that period in 2006 to 2009, he lost everything at that point. Everything yeah. he's worked for. So he's always done a pretty good job of navigating through turmoil, mm -hmm. showing me how to walk a little bit like a man financially and ambitious wise. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they, they handle the basics. I'm alive, happy enough. I'm deeper than they are. And I know what not to do with my kids. Okay. And so I, I like being hands-on. I don't want them to be raised by the TV. Mm -hmm. I know that like, there's nothing wrong with it. I learned a bunch from TV, you know, you mm -hmm. get a lot of your idols 
from television and some of your personality in the beginning stages from there. So it's not all bad, but um, I want to be a little bit more modern in that sense where they're not in front of the TV the whole day and we are mm -hmm. having interactions and we are mm -hmm. playing and doing things that they want to do. Mm -hmm. Because that's when you hook the kid, right? When you're getting into it with their passions and getting down onto the floor and playing with them. That's stuff that they're going to remember forever. You know why? Because that's stuff that I remember never happened. <laughs> you know, so that's the kind of stuff that they taught me. They taught me where I can make little changes to be more effective. Mm -hmm. So How about you. Yeah. Um, great answer. I like really like that. Um, I do agree. Uh, before jumping to me, I do agree that there's just so many things that we learn from our parents that to do or not to do. And there's sometimes, even though like you didn't experience the quote unquote best experience from your parents, you learn from that mm -hmm. and you can apply that to our children right now. Yeah. Think about what they did well and just add our twist. Right. Right. Because there are just so many families out there with so many different upbringings. Like some, somebody's best experience does not equal to somebody else's. You know, like, so, so like we have been stamped of our family, like, you know, the Eisman and that's your Eisman's experience. And that's, you know, that's your generation after generation. It's not going to be the same from the other <laughs> families. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you, you toss the dice, the child and he ended up, this is just what you get. Right. But what, what we can do is just to try our best within our capabilities to make things better for them for the future. Yeah. You know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> Ew. I like it a lot. So what, what's your question for me? What do you want to know about? How about you? <laughs> about, what's your question about me? About my parents. I don't know, dude. It's it's completely a different relationship than my relationship with my parents. You know, because, like, my parents never let me go anywhere as a kid. Not even to, like, friends' houses. Not even for sleepovers. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do anything outside of going to the mall. And your parents let you go to Ghana. Mm -hmm. Let you go to America. Let you go to I San think Diego. there's a certain type of trust there of no, i get the it cap capability of in the child right yeah so i'm just fucked no <laughs> trust right off the top this asshole needs to be fucking away <laughs> plus the big environment right it's just more dangerous out here in the united states than china honestly yeah like when when they let me go to africa it's an organization like a you know like a um global organization that brings different people together from all over the world. I was in a camp with people from Japan, from Korea, from China, from Europe, from America. Like we all lived under um, a house in Ghana. I'll give so. your parents credit though for something, you know, cause eventually we get to that point where the kid grows up mm -hmm. and they're becoming a young adult and they're becoming like who they are. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to let go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to accept that kid for mm -hmm. who they are mm -hmm. or just give them credit for developing into a good person or the mm -hmm. a complete person. Mm -hmm. I know I'll probably have trouble with that someday. 
Um, yeah, especially but, if they're the only child. No, but what I'm、know. saying is your parents. I know it's hard, even harder for them, because I am the only child. No, but they had the faith. Right. They saw it. They they had the belief,、mm-hmm. and that's something that I will commend them. I commend them on a couple of different things. A for raising you know this beautiful, young, complete woman, you know inside、Aww. and out. I even told them that on like the wedding day, it was even part of my speech of how grateful I am that they just made this person. And so that's one thing. The other thing is is like I'm grateful, and I like respect their way they let go.、Mm-hmm. Not just letting go to go to Ghana, not just letting go to go have your education abroad, but to let you go and marry a foreigner and start a family in another country、mm-hmm. and be fine.、Mm-hmm. Never really came up too much of an issue. Thank God we don't speak the same language, or might have. <laughs> But、uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any questions for them. Just more like, dang, you guys should be writing the books. I guess I don't know about some of the stuff they did, like letting you walk in the city to school at like a young age and stuff like that, and like. Maybe watching yourself at too young an age in the apartment.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, the、like、the、that. standard of like safety, child safety is different in China. There's no even no car seat. Yeah, they got in kids、China. in the clothes in China. Out there. It's like <laughs> like、really? kids laying in the back of the car, like it's normal. Like if you got stopped by a cop for any other reasons, they won't even write you a ticket for no car seat. Which it was, it never really really an issue back in the day when I was in China. But now I see how crazy that is. Well, not to mention, like, how old is Ee? He is like first grade. I don't know. Oh, actually, no, third grade.、Yeah. So when we were out in China, like, we we went to nightclubs with her family, and we'd,、oh, yeah. and we'd all get like a booth, VIP section, food, and like alcohol buckets of alcohol, and everybody's partying like it's Las Vegas. And we have a little first grader here at the booth with us, jumping up and down, sitting there doing her thing, and it's just kind of like this place is. Really different.、It's、yeah. Really different. Yes.、Yeah, so、sure. you can see why we're not locked in to a certain way, a certain、mm-hmm. style. We like to embrace. We're pretty open about things because I'm open-minded, she's open-minded, and we come from completely different backgrounds. Yeah. Well, one last question about your childhood. What was the sentence slash advice sticks out sticks out the most to you? When you were a child, from your parents. Oh, my parents' advice sucks. <laughs> and ask dad, how do I get along with people, or how do I like talk to girls? Like, just be yourself. You're at an、well, age. Well, that's good. No, it's. I mean, it is, but you're at an age where you don't know yourself, where you're、right. trying to find yourself, right? Where you don't know how to be, and you're just a nervous wreck because you're trying to do stuff that you've never done before until this point, while trying to remain like. Having self-respect, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because rejection sucks. Nobody、mm-hmm. likes to get rejected. And his advice was just always like stuff you could find at a Hallmark card. You know what I mean? It was just like the most basic country sayings. And mom's advice, man. I don't remember even getting any advice. I don't remember asking for any. No, you got to know your customer, and I didn't want these customers. <laughs> I think the probably one of the most things that she would say to you is, "Oh, people are watching."、Mm. <laughs> That's true. Remember, people are watching. Yeah,、no. so you're gonna behave a certain way and act a certain way, and sometimes pretend to be someone you're not. Because of people being there versus people not being there, which I hate. 
because I shouldn't care what people think. But on, honestly, that plays such a big role in how you do things and how you want Weilai to do things because you're self-conscious of what other people think. Like as much as you don't want to claim that, I feel like that sticks with you so much because you're so self-conscious. Yeah. I like mean, you, you claim that you don't give a shit. shit. I would say self-aware. Self-aware and conscious. And you, like, I give you props that you don't want to cause any inconvenience or be that guy, you know, the Karens or, you know, whatever it is on the street and be like, um, what is it called? Ignorant. Ignorant. Like, ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> but you care about that so much that, like, it just affects how you act to your to our to our to our kids sure. what? i don't like anything in public mm-hmm. i don't like public arguments i don't like public confrontations i don't like i don't like sticking out in a crowd mm-hmm. because my, of behavior mm-hmm. bad behavior bad so behavior quote, quote. That or like re- that reflects socially, on me yeah socially not acceptable behavior yeah i mean you know what i'd rather do i'd rather not stick out but if if I'm going to stick it out, I'm going to stick out all the way and blow this thing up. Like, that's my two things. It's either stay in line, keep it cool, keep it chill, keep it moving, mm-hmm. or fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, I live in both lands, you know what I mean? Like, so let's avoid it, but it, fuck, if you're going to do it, let's fucking do it then. Yeah. <laughs> I totally see that for the last 10 years oh, damn. i totally see that 10 years yeah it's hmm. good right yeah we i have so much to talk about with you and with other parents in the following episodes but i am so glad that we can get this started today <laughs> uh, that we have been wanting to get this started um you know sometimes well, actually, for me, the the most difficult thing is not to start something, but to keep going, right? To maintain it. But I'm just glad that we can, I can get you on board and we want to get this podcast going and to get this podcast out there for all the parents with different background, different ethnicity, and different age group of children. Jesus. This might just be more broad than that. This might start leaking out and becoming people of the world instead of parents of the world. No, no, focus on parents because we are still new parents. We still have things to learn, right? We we claim that we're different. Every every household is different, but I'm sure there's something out there that we still can learn from, right? So uh, learn not to do. Yeah, learn not to do or learn to do. Just try it out. It's never going to be like, hey, somebody come into our podcast and say, hey, you guys, uh, like I'm the way I'm doing is the best. It's, that's that's not the vibe that we're seeking for. But in the next couple, every episode, we're trying to get a parent out there. Just find, just provide this platform for you to vent, just like anything just happened this week, right? Like, is there anything that your child did that was funny, that was touching, that was like infuriating to you? And it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to provide any insights or like parenting advice. It's just like anything that you don't have place to talk to, or you just want other people to sh- to know how funny your child is or how like fucked up something that he or she just did. No, sometimes you do need to be reassured by other situations, mm-hmm. you know, because like just today, 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of hard on the boy. I have high expectations. Yes, you are. And um, not because I want him to not just be a good boy. I don't want him to just be a strong boy. I don't want him to just be a smart boy. Mm-hmm. I want him to be a boy who can put all his tools together to become the best person he can mm-hmm. and have a lot of tools. Mm-hmm. So I tell you this, going to the park today, we saw another family, another four-year-old, same age. English wasn't as good as Wayla's. Um, well, it's very advanced in speech. He didn't seem to have like a lot of the advancements that Waylai had. And that kid was, you could tell, going through soft parenting at the time. I could tell by his parents. I could tell by the way he was acting when it was time to go. And I could tell by the way that they were handling it when he was acting that way when it was time to go. That they believe in doing things very softly. And when you do things very softly, you're letting things take a long time to develop, in my opinion. You're making it take a long time for them to get past their initial emotion. So I usually don't have too much patience for that. You can moan for a second, but I better not hear it too long. (laughs) And I don't know, just sometimes just seeing that there was another person out there with a similar background, kids similar age, and they were you know, not quite as developed as Wayla yet, reminds me that maybe I'm too harsh sometimes. Maybe my expectations are a little bit too high for the moment. I do agree. And sometimes we just need that reassurance, even if it's just a kid acting fucked up at the park, (laughs) you know? And it's okay. Like, my kid, Wayla, he's acting worse than that kid at the park on other days. It's Mm -hmm. when you catch them, right? Mm -hmm. So... We're all going through similar battles here, you know, mm-hmm. just thought I put that out there before we end this thing. Yeah, I, I like it. And another main, like a very popular topic, right? Like gentle parenting. What is gentle parenting? Does it really work? Oh, our and traditional geez. parenting. <laughs> we can talk to it with different parents, but our goal here is not to like judge. And it's not to like debate, say, hey, who is right and who is wrong. It's simply just hear you, how you think and how you parent. It may work with your family mm-hmm. and what works for your family may not work for ours. Big believer uh, likewise. in the same. different mm-hmm. strokes for different folks. Correct. Correct. Because right now it seems like a lot of media or like quote unquote experts, parenting experts just claiming that if it's not gentle parenting, then you're not doing it right. And it causing a lot of parents, a lot of anxiety because it's just like, oh, am I not doing it right? Am I going to cause trauma to our child? Then it's just like a lot of debate and anxiety out there. And I don't really like that going to becoming a parent of some three, four year old that is like going through, you know, a terrible three, four <laughs> from terrible two. It's been rough, honestly. Um, but yeah, we just want to seek out the voices out there to see if there's anybody agree, or even if you don't agree, then it's fine. You know, we talk it about, we talk about it, laugh about it, and just wanted to hear your voice as you're a parent in, you can be in any corner of this world and you may have such a different experience. And we just wanted to see, and we're not alone and parenting can be fun. And obviously it's going to be stressful, but we're all in this together and trying to raise sounds as cheesy as possible, but it's true. It's our next generation. I hope 
or homework right. shit. <laughs> all right so that's it um i am so glad um we finished our first episode and we will hopefully talk to more parents um next time doses all right see you next episode see you next sunday bye see ya I mean, I'm half white and half Islander, so there's two different backgrounds there, two different ways of doing business. Uh, white family is like most white families, you know, see you on Thanksgiving, respectful distances, everybody does their own thing. A lot of people don't even live in the same side of the country. Uh, Islander side, we're all attached to the hip around here. <laughs> you know, you grow up with like your nephews being your little brothers and your nieces being your little sisters. And you just kind of grow up together as like one big melting pot family. So I prefer that style, by the way. That's the style I was raised in. Immersed in family, immersed in different personalities. My sister had a lot of kids, so we grew up together in one house, a lot of us. Um, so as far as that, how good my parents were, I don't want to make this take like three years of therapy here. They were good enough. <laughs> they were good enough parents. Definitely have faults. Definitely have some strengths. Damn, a lot of weaknesses, especially in today's standards, the way they like to grade on parents. But what I like to do is I like to try to keep in mind of the grand scheme of things. Like, okay, they might not be great at a lot of things that would make them bad parents today, but they kept food in the fridge. They kept the lights on. I knew I was loved. You checked the three big boxes, didn't you? <laughs> so they did the job. You know, my dad was very ambitious. All he wanted to do was like make money, even if it was more money than what we needed at the time, because my dad grew up poor. So because he grew up poor with holes in his pants, wearing the same pants three days a week, going to school in a cold Pennsylvania, he needed money. His validation in this world was going to come through material wealth. So he spent all his time chasing that. And I can't complain. I mean, I had some Jordans. I had nice houses. We had some good cars in the beginning. I would say the biggest complaint is because he's so business oriented, though, he just continuously moves us. So you never set down roots anywhere and you're always the new kid. So I always felt like a new inmate going into a prison pretty much my whole life. You know, don't mess with me. I'm not a normal new kid. I will mess with you. Let's all just keep a distance. <laughs> uh, mom. Mom was around. Mom has been um, a homemaker. Um, ambitious homemaker and everything but the job. <laughs> like she likes to cook and clean. Not really cook, actually. Just clean. She just cleans, 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 doesn't stop. Um, outside of that, she likes to go down to Guam clubs, host hula dancing. Um, she had a lot of side hobbies. So I was basically raised by the television. I was in front of the TV set watching movies and doing things on my own pretty much for three to seven hours a day. And you know what that would be in today's world. <laughs> 
So, yeah, they're good parents. They got the job done. They keep you alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm here. I don't know about well-adjusted, but I'm adjusted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, a little bit about me. <clears throat> I grew up in China. I have a very traditional, typical Chinese parents. Um, my parents are both doctors, so there's some like standard of education and expectations out there. But as a Chinese household or Chinese parents, they're actually pretty open-minded of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to become. But and even <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still kind of sick. Um, but they they kept their um, open arms for me. Um, they were not too strict on my grades, unlike, you know, some of the typical Asian households. They just wanted me to be happy and um, just be, you know, be a good girl, which I did without too much of pushing. Um, just messy. <laughs> uh, well, I learned piano, I learned singing, I learned, learned to draw. Um, my strong suit was English. Um, because English is not my first language, but I always liked it that I always wanted to go to America. But now I'm here I am and living mm. my dream. Um, um, yeah, my parents, um, well, my mom is more strict than my dad in a way that she would whoop me <laughs> if I didn't do good. Um, like piano lessons were sometimes, you know, like some of the circumstances, but they never really pushed me to the edge, never let me feel like I needed to become a certain way or someone to be happy or successful or make them happy. So I really appreciate that. And I have so much gratitude towards them. Um, they let me go to Africa when I was 19, which is crazy, um, bite myself for two months. And they were basically just trying to get rid of you. <laughs> well, get out of here. Just leave. <laughs> then, um, and they knew all along that I wanted to go to the United States and they supported me, um, through and through with, you know, not only financial and also mentally and just like supporting me. Um, so I feel like from an Asian household perspective, I have a pretty open-minded Western uh, influenced parents, which um, actually let me to be more, even more driven and disciplined and didn't really need too much of, you know, like managing, you know, because <laughs> I never really a uh, trouble child. I always had good grades and I went to college. I have a master's degree. And I wouldn't be able to do any of that without their help. So kudos, kudos to my mom and dad all the way in China. God damn Shout it. out. Can you see the differences in the cultures already? She's talking about how grateful she is. I'm over here doing a fucking sob story. Welcome to America. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now going back to you, how different or similar was your mom and dad's parenting method in your in your opinion? Like, how was they? Mom was, give me, like, some movies. Mm -hmm. Give me something that I wanted to do, and then I'm just going to be out of her way. And if she needs me, I'll know because she'll be yelling that she needs me. <laughs> and she's the kind of type that doesn't like to repeat things three times. She has a three times rule. 
mm-hmm. which I think is already too much, honestly. Like, if you got it like that with your kids, it should just be like, <clears throat> you know, just one, you know, maybe twice. You know, if I got to say it three times, holy fuck, what were you doing? <laughs> so her rule was if she says it three times, the third time I'm going to get a spanking. That was her rule. So I guess I probably developed a, a fuse of <laughs> when I repeat things coming from my mom. So good job, mom. Once again, American bitching. <laughs> Dad. Uh, Dad's a very gentle guy. He's a gentle, soft, easygoing guy. Um, no depth. Like, no depth. Never found himself. Doesn't even believe in that shit. He said he never lost himself. So he has, <laughs> there's nothing to fucking find. <laughs> yeah, that's dad for you. Uh, dad, I didn't see him, like, very much. Like, the only time I saw dad is when we were doing baseball or something he had an interest in. Um, if I wanted to hang out with my dad, I had to go with him on appointments because my dad was a salesman. So he would try to sell like home remodeling, room additions, and I would have to sit in the car for three hours, which is also frowned upon today as a kid, and wait for him to come out. And that would be our great adventures together was me going with him to work. (laughs) So uh, his parenting method is I do what I want. (laughs) He's a good guy. He's gentle. He, he is. No, he's really, he really is he's a, a good, good guy. He's a really good grandpa. Yeah, he's a good right grandpa. Now. Let me tell you something. He is a better grandpa. And the effort he puts in with the grandchildren than he ever did with me. Well, maybe he was trying to make it up to you, you know. You see, my dad didn't start off with my mom. My mom was married before my dad. So my mom had kids, you know, which are my sisters, my half-sisters. And in the beginning of their relationship, my dad would take my mom and her kids everywhere, you know, trying to win her over, trying to win them over. So they did a lot. But when it came time for me to be born, uh, I don't know if they did too much or (laughs) or what, but it was time to make some money. It was time to stop this madness. And it was time to start focusing on three to four appointments a day for my dad where, you know, those appointments can run three to four hours each. And he's just gone 12 to 15 hours of the day. And he's happy about it. He's happy-go-lucky about it. He loves being a salesman. He loves swinging that briefcase. He loves being in control of his own fate. And I hate salesmen. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Dad did a number. (laughs) He's a good guy. I agree. He's such a... Polar bear, you know, like always uh-huh. in, imagine him being, if there's any animal that resembles him the most, that would be the polar bear. Yeah, like the Coca-Cola commercial polar yeah. bear. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty easy going. Selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into your childhood quote-unquote trauma later on in the other episodes. But um, so what do you say that you agreed the most of what they did to you, that you actually applied to Wayla and Yana? Damn. It's more like like what not to do. Okay, that can... I was about to say, I got a completely different style than them. Uh, mm-hmm. What I would say that they did do was like, you know, just they handled the basics. I grew up decently adjusted, knowing that I was loved and, you know, when he had cash, he got me stuff. 
And then when business went sour, when everything does, you know, and uh, what does that happen? The bank, not the bankruptcy, that's a part of it, but also. The depression. Yeah, yeah. When everybody was losing during that period in 2006 to 2009, he lost everything at that point. Everything yeah. he's worked for. So he's always done a pretty good job of navigating through turmoil. Mm -hmm. showing me how to walk a little bit like a man financially and ambitious wise. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they, they handle the basics. I'm alive, happy enough. I'm deeper than they are. And I know what not to do with my kids. Okay. And so I, I like being hands-on. I don't want them to be raised by the TV. Mm -hmm. I know that like, there's nothing wrong with it. I learned a bunch from TV. You know, you mm -hmm. get a lot of your idols from television and some of your personality in the beginning stages from there. So it's not all bad, but um, I want to be a little bit more modern in that sense where they're not in front of the TV the whole day. And we are mm -hmm. having interactions and we are mm -hmm. playing and doing things that they want to do mm -hmm. because that's when you hook the kid, right? When you're getting into it with their passions and getting down onto the floor and playing with them. That's stuff that they're going to remember forever. You know why? Because that's stuff that I remember never happened. <laughs> you know, so that's the kind of stuff that they taught me. They taught me where I can make little changes to be more effective. Mm -hmm. so, How about you? Yeah. Um, great answer. I like, really like that. Um, I do agree. Uh, before jumping to me, I do agree that there's just so many things that we learn from our parents that to do or not to do and there's sometimes even though like you didn't experience the quote-unquote best experience from your parents you learn from that mm -hmm. and you can apply that to our children right now yeah think about what they did well and just add our twist right right because there are just so many families out there with so many different upbringings like some somebody's best experience does not equal to somebody else's you know, like, so, so like we have been stamped of our family, like, you know, the Eisman and that's your Eisman's experience. And that's, you know, that's your generation after generation. It's not going to be the same from the other <laughs> families. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you, you toss the dice, the child and he ended up, this is just what you get. Right. But what, what we can do is just to try our best within our capabilities to make things better for them for the future. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I like it a lot. So what, what's your question for me? What do you want to know about? How about you? <laughs> about, what's your question about me? About my parents? I don't know, dude. It's it's completely a different relationship than my relationship with my parents. You know, because, like, my parents never let me go anywhere as a kid. Not even to, like, friends' houses. Not even for sleepovers. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do anything outside of go to the mall. And your parents let you go to Ghana. Mm -hmm. Let you go to America. 
I should go to. I San think Diego. there's a certain type of trust there. Of no, I the get cap- it. Cap- capability of in the child, right? Damn. So I'm just fucked. There's no <laughs> trust right off the top. This asshole needs to be fucked away. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the big environment, right? It's just more dangerous out here in the United States than in China, honestly. Yeah. Like when when they let me go to Africa, it's an organization, like a you know, like a um, global organization that brings different people together from all over the world. I was in a camp with people from Japan, from Korea, from China, from Europe, from America. Like we all lived under um, a house in Ghana. I'll give so. your parents credit though for something, you know, because eventually we get to that point where the kid grows up mm-hmm. and they're becoming a young adult and they're becoming like who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to let go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to accept that kid for mm-hmm. who they are mm-hmm. or just give them credit for developing into a good person or the, mm-hmm. a complete person. Mm-hmm. I know I'll probably have trouble with that someday. Um, yeah, especially but, if you're the only child. No, but what know? I'm saying is your parents. I know. It's hard, even harder for them because I am the only child. No, but they had the faith. Right. They saw it. They they had the belief. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I will commend them. I commend them on a couple of different things. A, for raising you know this beautiful, young, complete woman, you know, inside Aww. and out. I even told them that on like the wedding day, it was even part of my speech of how grateful I am that they just made this person. And so that's one thing. The other thing is, is like, I'm grateful and I like respect their way they let go. Mm-hmm. Not just letting go to go to Ghana, not just letting go to go have your education abroad, but to let you go and marry a foreigner and start a family in another country mm-hmm. and be fine. Mm-hmm. Never really came up too much of an issue. Thank God we don't speak the same language, or it might have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any questions for them. Just more like, dang, you guys should be writing the books. I guess I don't know about some of the stuff they did, like letting you walk in the city to school at like a young age and stuff like that, and like maybe watching yourself at too young an age in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like the standard of like safety, child safety is different in China. There's no even no car seat. Yeah, they got in kids China. in the clothes in China. Out there. It's like, <laughs> like really? kids laying in the back of the car, like it's normal. Like if you got stopped by a cop for any other reasons, they won't even write you a ticket for no car seat, which it, was, it never really, really an issue back in the day when it was in China. But now I see how crazy that is. Well, not to mention, like, how old is he? He is like. First grade. I don't know. Oh, actually, no, third grade. Yeah. So when we were out in China, like, we, we went to nightclubs with her family. And, oh, yeah. and we'd all get, like, a booth, VIP section, food, and, like, alcohol, buckets of alcohol. And everybody's partying like it's Las Vegas. And we have a little first grader here at the booth with us jumping up and down, sitting there doing her thing. And it's just kind of like, this place is really different. It's yeah. really different. Yes, for sure. So you can see why we're not locked in to a certain way, a certain Mm -hmm. style. We like to embrace. We're pretty open about things because I'm open-minded, she's open-minded, and we come from completely different backgrounds. Yeah. Well, one last question about your childhood. What was the sentence slash advice sticks sticks out the most to you 
when you were a child from your parents? Oh, my parents' advice sucks. <laughs> and ask dad, how do I get along with people? Or how do I like talk to girls? Like just be yourself. You're at an well, age. Well, good. No, it's, I mean, it is, but you're at an age where you don't know yourself, where you're right. trying to find yourself. Right. Where you don't know how to be and you're just a nervous wreck because you're trying to do stuff that you've never done before until this point while trying to remain like having self-respect <laughs> you know what i mean because rejection sucks nobody mm -hmm. likes to get rejected and his advice was just always like stuff you could find at a hallmark card you know what i mean it was just like the most basic country sayings and mom's advice and I don't remember even getting any advice. I don't remember asking for any. No, I think you got to know your customer, and I didn't want these customers. <laughs> I think the probably one of the most things that she would say to you is, "Oh, people are watching." Mm. <laughs> That's true. Remember, people are watching. Yeah, no, so I'm, you're going to behave a certain way and act a certain way, and sometimes pretend to be someone you're not. Because of people being there versus people not being there, which I hate. Because I shouldn't care what people think. But on, honestly, that plays such a big role in how you do things and how you want Waylai to do things because you're self-conscious of what other people think. Like as much as you don't want to claim that, I feel like that sticks with you so much because you're so self-conscious. Yeah. I like mean, you, you claim that you don't give a shit. Self-conscious shit. I would say self-aware. Self-aware and conscious. And you... Like, I give you props that you don't want to cause any inconvenience or be that guy, you know, the Karens or, you know, whatever it is on the street and be like, um, what is it called? Ignorant. Ignorant. Like, ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> but you care about that so much that, like, it just affects how you act to your, to our, to our, to our kids. You sure. know what? I don't like anything in public. I don't like public arguments. I don't like public confrontations. I don't like, I don't like sticking out in a crowd mm -hmm. because my, of behavior. Mm -hmm. Bad behavior. Bad so behavior. Quote, quote. Mm -hmm. Or like that reflects socially, on me. Yeah, socially not acceptable behavior. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'd rather do? I'd rather not stick out. But if, if I'm going to stick out, I'm going to stick out all the way and blow this thing up. Like, that's my two things. It's either stay in line keep it cool, keep it chill, keep it moving, mm -hmm. or fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, I live in both lands, you know what I mean? Like, so let's avoid it, but it, fuck, if you're going to do it, let's fucking do it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally see that for the last 10 years. Oh, damn. I totally see that. 10 years. Yeah. It's mm, a good run. Yeah, we, I have so much to talk about with you and with other parents in the following episodes, but I am so glad that we can get this started today, <laughs> that we have been wanting to get this started. Um, you know, sometimes, well, actually for me, the, the most difficult thing is not to start something, but to keep going, right, to maintain it. But I'm just glad that we can, I can get you on board and we want to get this podcast going and to get this podcast out there for all the parents with different background, different ethnicity, and different age group of children. Jesus. 
this might just be more broad than that. This might start leaking out and becoming people of the world instead of parents <laughs> of the world. No, 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 focus on parents because we are still new parents. We still have things to learn, right? We we claim that we're different. Every every household is different, but I'm sure there's something out there that we still can learn from, right? At so least, uh, learn not to do. <laughs> yeah, learn not to do or learn to do. Just try it out. It's never going to be like, hey, somebody come into our podcast and say, hey, you guys, uh, like I'm the way I'm doing is the best. It's, that's that's not the vibe that we're seeking for. But in the next couple, every episode, we're trying to get a parent out there. Just find, just provide this platform for you to vent, just like anything just happened this week, right? Like, is there anything that your child did that was funny, that was touching, that was like infuriating to you? And it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to provide any insights or like parenting advice. It's just like anything that you don't have place to talk to, or you just want other people to sh to know how funny your child is or how like fucked up something that he or she just did no sometimes you do need to be reassured by other situations mm -hmm. you know because like just today you know i'm, I'm kind of hard on the boy i have high expectations yes you are and um not because i want him to not just be a good boy i don't want him to just be a strong boy i don't want him to just be a smart boy mm -hmm. i want him to be a boy who can put all his tools together to become the best person he can mm -hmm. and have a lot of tools mm -hmm. so i tell you this going to the park today we saw another family, another four-year-old, same age. English wasn't as good as Wayla's. Um, well, it's very advanced in speech. He didn't seem to have like a lot of the advancements that Wayla had. And that kid was, you could tell, going through soft parenting at the time. I could tell by his parents. I could tell by the way he was acting when it was time to go. And I could tell by the way that they were handling it when he was acting that way when it was time to go. That... They believe in doing things very softly. And when you do things very softly, you're letting things take a long time to develop, in my opinion. You're making it take a long time for them to get past their initial emotion. So I usually don't have too much patience for that. You can moan for a second, but I better not hear it too long. <laughs> and I don't know. Just sometimes just seeing that there was another person out there with a similar background, kids similar age, and they were, you know, not quite as developed as Wayla yet, reminds me that maybe I'm too harsh sometimes. Maybe my expectations are a little bit too high for the moment. I do agree. And sometimes we just need that reassurance, even if it's just a kid acting fucked up at the park, <laughs> you know? And it's okay. Like my kid, Waylai, he's acting worse than that kid at the park on other days. It's mm -hmm. when you catch them, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all going through similar battles here, you know? Mm -hmm. Just thought I'd put that out there before we end this thing. Yeah, I, I like it. And another main, like very popular topic, right? Like gentle parenting. What is gentle parenting? Does it really work? Oh. Or and traditional Jeez. parenting. <laughs> we can talk to it with different parents, but our goal here is not to like judge and it's not to like debate, say, hey, who is right and who is wrong? It's simply just 
hear you, how you think, and how you parent. It may work with your family,、mm. and what works for your family may not work for ours. Big believer、uh, likewise. in the same. Different、mm-hmm. strokes for different folks. Correct, correct. Because right now. It seems like a lot of media or like quote unquote experts, parenting experts, just claiming that if it's not gentle parenting, then you're not doing it right, and it causing a lot of parents a lot of anxiety because it's like, oh, am I not doing it right? Am I going to cause trauma to our child? Then it's just like a lot of debate and anxiety out there, and I don't really like that. Going to becoming a parent of some. Three, four year old that is like going through, you know, a terrible three, four <laughs> from terrible two. It's been rough, honestly.、Um, but yeah, we just want to seek out the voices out there to see if there's a, anybody agree, or even if you don't agree, it's fine. You know, we talk it about, we talk about it, laugh about it, and just wanted to hear your voice as your parent in. It can be in any corner of this world, and you may have such a different experience. And we just wanted to see, and we're not alone. And parenting can be fun, and obviously it's going to be stressful. But we're all in this together and trying to raise. Sounds as cheesy as possible, but it's true. It's our next generation. Our hope. Our homework、right? shit. <laughs> <Wow> . <laughs> Parents will work. All right, so that's it.、Um, I am so glad、um, we finished our first episode, and we will hopefully talk to more parents、um, next time. Doses. All right. See you next episode. See you next Sunday. Bye. See ya.